Good. How are you? Okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Just okay. Just okay is not okay. Well, I usually say okay is okay, but what what's special about today? You know, it's one of those days that comes every once every I think what uh, eleven months. It's Thanksgiving. Again, we've done this show on Thanksgiving before. I don't remember where we ever done that. Yeah, uh, I, I think it was early on one of the pre-covid episodes but i don't remember you know we're gonna do a podcast as long as we're together right we're here in your man cave um and i had a fancy uh opening intro but i don't get i'm not still quite right with how to make like our sounds sound good like clips and stuff so eventually we'll get there but um well again we're in our uh we're in the anonymous ominous white room that is my man cave. Yeah, it's great. I'm a little cold, but I'm not going to complain. Um, it smells like amazing whatever your parents are making up there. Um, we wanted to do a Halloween episode, but there's going to be a theme to this episode, which is kind of a double whammy. We're combining. It's it's a veritable turducken of horror and Thanksgiving combined because uh, we want to do a Halloween podcast. But, but unfortunately, I was got the flu that week so we couldn't make it which was really unfortunate really looking forward to it so we're going to do two for today it's going to be a double dose of gravy and treehouse of horror um there's a bunch of funny things that have sort of combined like simpsons and thanksgiving uh treehouse of horror and just everything together so we'll go through a few of those um i wanted to ask you though what do you which holiday do you like better halloween or thanksgiving and why? <sighs> to be perfectly honest, I think, I think like this is not one of the choices, but I prefer Christmas anyway. <laughs> you had to go off menu on me. You couldn't yeah. just choose. Hey, well, you're throwing me under the bus here. Why not? <laughs> I'm just a- simply asking, what do you like better, Thanksgiving or Halloween? I know you like neither. I, I get it, but but I'm you have to choose. The okay. the game is you have to pick one. Thanksgiving. Okay. Why? Mostly, it's th- it's just an early presentation of what's to come on Christmas that we get to see our loved ones that are not stuck inside because of COVID yes. anymore. But please, people, just wear a freaking mask to the stores. If you haven't gotten your booster shot or anything <laughs> like that, that's that. I'm not trying to complain or downplay you guys, but please, still wear a mask anyway. Well, Fauci's. Uh, I think he stepped down. I didn't know you were taking over. For him, you're, you're, you're getting the word out. I am getting the word out, and it's a good word, so please wear a freaking mask and or just. But I, I, I read that the masks don't really help, really. I read. It really kind of depends. I feel like. Eh, well, if they don't want to wear masks, that's fine. But I still suggest that all of you get at least one booster shot or just the vaccination in general. Uh, consult your doctor, I'd say. Um, 
Well, that was a sidebar, but I think the turkey was vaccinated, so that'll be good. So then the at turkey. least the, tur- yeah. the turkey was so the, vaccinated. Yes, and then, you know. Yep, um, yep. I would choose Halloween, I think, only because it's a silliness. And, uh, of course, as like half my life, I was just like the candy-holic, and it was just. I've been I, there before. Yeah. I prefer Mike and Ike's anyway. Okay, I actually I loved Mike and Ike's. And I kind of grew out of them. I sort of like like um, that was like a chewy phase for me. I like the chewy candies, um, Swedish Fish. I kind of grew out of that. I still oh, like. Don't I get s- me started on Swedish Fish, man. Uh oh, you're started now. What? What do you well, say? Well, I just I I don't like Swedish Fish. It's not my favorite. I prefer I I was a gummy bears a like back yeah. in the day. I'm a gummy bear snob. I'll only do Haribo, like the German original like Haribo yeah Haribo yeah I uh, if I get another gummy bear I'm just like it's kind of a snob thing um but back in the day though I Halloween I loved it uh because you know just like our neighborhood was amazingly filled with very generous people and I think the first couple years I had a big bucket but it was kind of like limiting me on volume it's like I would fill it up and then you know, I'd be like, I got more candy to get. So then I graduated to like a pillowcase, which was like a heavy duty pillowcase that you could just fill up with like 40 pounds of oh, candy. I, I went that route once before. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Really fun. So I think if I had to choose, I really do like Thanksgiving, but Christmas to me is similar to Thanksgiving, but better. So I choose Halloween because it's sort of its own thing. And there's like fun dressing up and it's sort of a community thing. Like Thanksgiving is family, which is great, but Halloween is sort of community. Like, you're seeing other people, like neighbors and, and folks you might not know or see as much, and they're coming around and their kids are there. It's like it brings people together in a different way, which I kind of appreciate. I wonder how Halloween started and how what is it created. Let us know in the comments below if you figured that one out. Yeah, that's a good thing to research. I definitely didn't do any of that. Neither did I. Um, well, first of all, I think, you know, Simpsons and Halloween – is obviously go straight to Treehouse of Horror. So that's where we're going to focus first, I think. Um, what are your memories of sort of seeing that for the first time, understanding that they were doing this, like, parody show every year? I mean, when did you – do you have any, like, things that stick out in your mind? So back when I was in middle school, I remember – Going to my li- going to my local library and picking out the tenth season of Sim- of The Simpsons, and popping in the first disc, and watching and listening to the first Treehouse of Horrors episode that they did on that season, I was just like, "Holy crap, this is funny!" And you know, my sc- I had a, like a writing like I was in middle school. I had this writing thing, and then I acted out that one little brief scene where Homer's string was barred. In, in the episode, it was called Hell to Pay. Okay. So I'm trying to remember that one. Season 10, I definitely saw it. Um, was it the one where he sells his soul, or wh- which one was? No. It's the one where Homer goes through a uh, hair transplant. Apparently. Oh, yeah. Oh, Hell to Pay. I see. I see what they did. Yeah, gotcha. Homer cannot just stress the fact that he's bald and he just wants to look good. Yeah. Poor Homer. I pity you, Homer. And Snake, the, the criminal like constant bad guy goes uh gets uh, electrocuted or he gets the death penalty electrocuted his and his hair like jumps off and like goes out no it's it's uh it's more along the lines of he dies and then and then they uh i believe the doctors call the simpsons family's house and then homer oh because he wants yeah goes on it goes on and says 
Marge, they found a donor. I'm right. saved. As if they would do it or, uh, like an organ transplant, the same idea, right? And right. then, you know, guess who's the organ transplant right. guy? Right. Hi, everybody. Of course. <laughs> yep, perfect. Of course he would run that scam. Yeah, that was a good episode, actually. I remember uh, that bit. And then I think at the end, if I'm remembering correctly, it, the, the toupee gets like ripped off homer's head and it's trying to run away and like somebody shoots it with a gun and it does like a like a very over-the-top death scene and it falls down <laughs> it falls and then over he picks it up and, and uses it at a blanket i'm like yeah i would actually just wash that toupee before anything else happens <laughs> homer whatever you're whatever yeah. you rolled in to get that hair all smelly and uh damp and wet please for the love of god Marge, yeah. just wash it <laughs> gross um <laughs> Yeah, Trios of Horror is, I don't know, it's just such a good idea. The th- the idea of these three, like, seven-minute seg- like stories all kind of separate is cool because they allow themselves to do so much stuff. They, it's more gory than normal. It's way over the top, like, characters doing things they normally wouldn't say or do, like, characters interacting in ways that they wouldn't normally. And so it's, so, it's such, like, a cool, creative, just, like, ma- whatever you th- can, like, think up goes kind of a kind of a episode which is just great because the writers are obviously super creative and funny and they just like think of all this crazy crap i think for me uh season like four five you know through ten was probably just every year they were just doing such good ones um obviously i sound like kind of an old man talking about like the golden days back in my day of simpsons hey let's just be real clear here that we that when we first started this podcast we were only going to focus on the 12th the only the oh good, you're right the 12 ep- the good 12 seasons of the simpsons right Though technically the simpsons while the newer seasons have been have gotten a little bit more stranger they have been good like i'll throw out a fun fact so there was a recent episode in season 34 where abe simpson finally falls in love with someone and uh instructor for that a person who came in for the old folks home and for some odd reason they fall in love it's a little bit strange anyway well anyway um so now abe has like when he falls in love with her and he has so now he has two sons homer and then his stepson so that would technically make uh homer and this person this new son of theirs a his stepbrother and you told me earlier that uh, the, the person who voiced the stepbrother is who? Melissa McCarthy, if you can believe it. Yeah, that's pretty good trivia, if you would ever remember that. So, yeah, no, we're not going to obviously just do the first 12. I mean, w- we're even going to bring one up later today that's relevant to the theme of today's show. But, yeah, I mean, we all know that that's, like, the golden era. But, yeah, they've been doing the show for, gosh. So 34 seasons so yeah, far. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it would be dumb not to, like, talk about some when it's, like, appropriate. Yeah, yeah. 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 And they're still doing Treehouse of Horror. Every year. Amen to that. So I was, I did the math and 30, f- so I don't think they started it till season two. So if you do 33 seasons. Actually, they started one in season one. Did they have one in the first season? All right, I'm going to defer to you. you. You're the, you're the real uh, heart of this and the brain. So the first three, the one of them I remember was their spoof on the Raven. Right. That was the first episode. Okay. So if you do the the real math, it's like 34 times 3, right? Because there's three little vignettes in every one. Um, and just off the top of my head, that's like 
90 plus 12, 102 separate or something like that uh, around there. Yeah, you can tell how technically accurate we are in this podcast. It's like definitely going to be wrong. But something around 100 like little vignettes uh, of separate Treehouse of Horror skits. And that's just awesome because it's such a cool idea. They just get to riff and parody and do all the, the stuff that they're best at. So... Yeah, I wish I had more clips, uh, but, but the, the ones that were best for me were, like, them going to Burns's castle where he's basically, like, it's, it's a Bram Stoker ripoff. Bram Stoker's. Yep, it's very, super funny. Um, he winds up, like, killing his boss, fulfilling the American dream, <laughs> driving a stake through Mr. Burns' heart. Um, and then there were so many good ones with the little, the one that I remember the most was the little crusty doll that was cursed. Now do that, yep. yes, I remember that one. I didn't watch it when I was a kid, but I do remember watching a, the full episode of it. And mm-hmm. that, and I think Child's Play is one of my top favorite horror movies. Right. So they riff on Child's Play with the crusty doll, like wielding the big machete. So funny. And one of them was a monkey's paw. Was the same episode they find a they're on vacation in like India. They find a they buy a monkey's paw from this bazaar, and then it, the curses, of course, and the famous like Froyo uh, gelato. Uh, you know, like the guy, the old creepy guy talking to Homer about like, oh, the gelato. It's not gelato. I'm gonna get this wrong again. Super it's technically yogurt. accurate. It's yogurt. Frogurt. Frogurt. It's frogurt. Yeah, the frogurt is also cursed. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's bad. <laughs> the frogurt is also cursed. It comes with a fr- uh, comes Funny. with a free topping. That's good. I mean, just back and forth. That whole thing so super funny. Um, so I yeah, the Treehouse of Horror stuff for me it used to be appointment viewing. I mean, I would find out when it was on. I would sit in front of my TV if I could and watch all you know live. Nowadays, I guess I just catch up with them later. But we're all we've all been there. Yeah. Does anything else in your stick out to you in your mind about um, like just in general, like Simpsons plus Halloween? Is there anything? No, not really. Not really. No, I can't think of anything. You ever seen a somebody dress up as one of the characters? No, no. But I've been to the Simpsons world where I ran into people who dressed up as like in a big, the biggest over costumes like that you see it in a theme park where it's like Krusty and Sideshow Bob. That was like when I was younger. Um, no, I can't think of anything else that are that's related to Treehouse of Horrors in a way. Well, we're going to circle back to that in a second. You'll see why. But um, we were – so the Thanksgiving uh, gobble-gobble portion of this podcast, because it is Thanksgiving today, it would be kind of stupid not to, you know, weave in something with Turkey Day. Um, I know you, you had mentioned you had you saw or rewatched one – so explain that. I, you didn't tell me much more than that. So I, after when my co-star over here sent me, told me to, you should watch the episode 30 or season 31, episode eight, where it's like turkey horror. And I decided, oh, wait a minute. I do remember seeing another episode where it involved a turkey. And it was the spoof for uh, the Peanuts. And if you mm. guys are fans of Peanuts, you would know Charlie Brown and all that. So it was basically the great... Co- the Great Pumpkin episode where Linus is waiting for the Great Pumpkin to show up, and it's not. And then, in this case, Millhouse is waiting for the Great Pumpkin, which it is a big pumpkin, and it goes on a rampage because people are carving up pumpkins and slaying these people. 
and then Lisa become, comes up with the dumb idea to make Milhouse believe in the Church of Tom, or Tom Turkey, I should say. Uh-huh. And he walks in with a big basket where – I actually forget where they – what that basket is called, but it looks like a giant bullhorn. I, they call it a cornucopia, I think. Thank you. Yeah. He basically shoves it into the pumpkin's mouth and just blows, and then oh. just does that. And then after, you know, Bart just says the stupidest thing where it's like, yeah, we s- we're celebrating thing. We're gonna celebrate Thanksgiving. It's where people gather ra- gather around. We eat turkey, yeah, and all that stuffing, and then goes right up the uh, turkeys. You know what? <laughs> okay. And then the turkey is just like revenge. Oh God! <laughs> and then it starts the whole process over again. Oh, so was that a full episode, or was it more like Trios of Horror, like little chunk? It was a full one. It was like a f- little chunk of it, like a small little episode. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I vaguely remember that one, but that's kind of funny that they focused on the the great pumpkin. How much of it was like peanut style? Was the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. They did the whole uh, peanuts theme that you would hear in the Charlie Brown Christmas, where this fr- the kid would sit the piano and they would do the yeah yeah, and they all did a stupid dance. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's good. I didn't realize that was so like directly connected to Thanksgiving. The one that I researched was. Season two, um, I don't know what episode it was, but it's definitely season two. It's called, I mean, the title of the episode is called Bart versus Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember this one. Mm -hmm. So it starts where Lisa made a big diorama. They're fighting. It flies into the fire. Bart's sent to his room without dinner, uh, is upset. He winds up running away with Santa's little helper and going to, like, the wrong side of the tracks, you know, quote, unquote. He winds up meeting some homeless people. Uh, Kent Brockman is at the other side of the tracks doing a news report. He winds up like interviewing Bart because it's like, a, oh, look at this homeless kid and his dog, you know. And then, of course, they see that on the news and like, oh, my God, like he's got to go find him, bring him home. And then like Bart sees people who don't have any homes or anywhere to go and in dinner. And he's like, oh, I'm kind of feel bad for running away, like not taking for, you know, kind of taking for granted what he has. It was back in the early days where they did a lot of, it was a little bit more, I would say, a little, it wasn't cheesy, but it was a little more like, oh, there's going to be a moral to this story. One of the characters is going to have like, it was a little more like sanitized in terms of like what you would show on a network television show. Like there's got to be a message. Like a lot of the first three seasons, I would say, had sort of a, a character who had a, like they broke brat, they broke bad in some way. They learned a lesson and then were redeemed. That was like a fir- kind of a theme, and it was—I mean, there—it was a funny episode, but it wasn't like funny as you know, golden era season seven, like jokes every couple of seconds. Um, but that was a good one, you know. And then eventually he comes home. Him and Lisa make up. Yeah, Homer's pretending they're great parents, even though it really didn't have to do with them. Um, so that was like one of the early tie-ins to it. And it, I actually read a little ba- about it. They found out that the they didn't plan on writing a Thanksgiving show, but they found out that it was going to air on Thanksgiving just like randomly. And then they wrote this like show. They wrote the Thanksgiving episode and called it Bart versus Thanksgiving. So but it was w- well into the time that they were super popular. So it, like Simpsons like early season two just blew up. And so they were knowing that a lot of people are going to be home, probably watching it and wanting to see something that had to do with the holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
what else you got? You got any other Thanksgiving tie-ins or because I have something from a newer season that I that will go next, but I've got no more Thanksgiving tie-ins, unfortunately. You told me that we had a had a sponsor for today's show. Oh is yes, this right. Yes, today's today's episode is brought to you by the illustrious groovy bubbly wine 60 calories per serving alcohol free oh alcohol free you probably can't call it wine well it's, they do they call it wine or they call it's, it uh, it's uh, it's kind of like it tastes like okay, wine okay but it's called bubbly rosé mm. so which in this case it is basically i wine. did taste it it is delicious it'll be refreshing and they put the uvi in groovy oh man how much did they pay us to do that spot Oh, I don't want to say. Oh, very professional of you. You shall not disclose. I okay. shall not disclose this, but it's very groovy. And if Disco Stu would say, if Disco Stu was in this room, he would say, "It is groovy." Or would he say, "It is bubbly. I'm bubbling, bubbling," something like that. Something like that. Okay, good job, groovy. Um, I guess the yeah, where I was gonna go was <coughs> when I was doing research for this show <coughs> last night. Um, I'm really good at show prep, by the way. I'm very professional. So, like, you were just coughing. You're like, oh, I'm just going to show prep. <coughs> Anthony's not. I'm trying to uh, not be too, you know, when I say show prep, I think it gives a certain ideal of professionalism, and it's just not really true. So I don't want to, you know, sell myself as something I'm not. But um, <laughs> we're, we're amateur podcasters. We're, we Can are. You t- yeah, you we know. Are. Yeah. We're With podcast. sponsors somehow. How, did well, that happen? how do we have sponsors? That's yeah. what I want to know. How do we get Joe McHale on an amateur podcast show? That oh, we're, oh, we're related. We're related. That's right. We're related. That's right. We're related. And he was in town at the time. So we were just like, yeah, let's get him down The here. only reason. Definitely. The only reason. No, he's and, great. And we had to give him a bunch of malort. I thought you were going to say money. <laughs> <laughs> money and malort. Yeah, he demanded uh, a, f- a fee for that, as he would. Um, no, I was going to go to a recent season. This is season 31. Uh, episode eight, like you mentioned before. So I, I realized when I was doing, I was trying to tie in Thanksgiving and Halloween and The Simpsons. And if you do that, you'll see quickly they had a, actually an episode called Thanksgiving of Horror uh, in season 31, where they, you know, it was at least the first episode was related to Thanksgiving, but it was titled that. And uh, it was kind of fun. It was like the first of the three was a riff on uh, the movie Apocalypto. Are you aware of that film? It's uh, super gory, but it's kind of great. Uh, I think it's Mel Gibson backed. I think he got out of the hot tub long enough to make maybe one or two more good movies. Those um, movies being uh, Lethal Weapon and uh, Mad Max. Um, That was back in the day, yes. But I'm talking about recent crazy Mel Gibson who's like shouting expletives on voicemail on the hot tub to his wife. Um, yeah, he's kind of nuts, but he can make a good movie. Let's just say that. Yeah, let's leave it at that. Yeah. I actually, hang on a second. When I was younger, and this was in 2018, I went, my family and I took a trip to Nova Scotia, Canada with our neighbors next door. That's right. And on a sailing trip, it was me and my dad, the neighbor, and his dad. He tells us, oh, if you look over there, this is one of Mel Gibson's estates that he doesn't use anymore. So uh, it was a big, very big mansion. I was sitting on an island alone. And I was just like, oh, my God. You know, it would be really funny if Mel Gibson was just laying on the laying <laughs> on the lawn right there getting a tan. And we could just 
oh, had like binoculars and we could see Mel Gibson. <laughs> we could just shout out his name and he'd just be like something, whatever. He would just be like either that or he would just flip us off. Right. I think that would be more of it. Yeah. Yeah. I picture him on the folding chair in the nude with one of those aluminum foil uh, reflector thingies up at his face. And then, yeah, if you if you talk to him, he would just go nuts and flick you off. He seems seems like um i don't know he used to be more well balanced but what do i know i don't know him personally don't well, want to judge i would say i would say he's fenter a lot that's how i would say it that's very that's a very empathetic way of looking at that yeah he's probably been through a lot well wow. look at you so mature i know um so so <laughs> so the first one they the first of the three it's called agabalipto see what they did mm-hmm. and it's sort of apocalypto spoof all the Simpsons family is turkeys, and then Wiggum and his henchmen come in and start killing all the turkeys, rounding them up. Um, much like in the movie, it's, it's like native encampment is sort of invaded, and they are like dragged away to be like executed and sacrificed. And then, yeah, there's just a bunch of like turkey gobble related jokes. Uh, it was okay. It was kind of kind of funny. Um, I actually enjoyed the scene where. Uh, Homer's watching uh, Marge's two sisters get lopped in the head, and then he just goes <laughs> like, "Whoa!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Patty and Selma birds get decapitated, and he was previously horrified at all of his other friends, but when those came up, yeah, he was just like, "Yeah, Woo-hoo! yeah." And then at the end, there's like a Nelson bird that does like, <laughs> exactly. You are really good at those sound effects. I didn't even plan that. Wow. Yeah. So I'm glad you watched it. It was um, it was pretty good. There was some good gags. Oh, and then at one point, um, as the village is burning down and like things are going crazy, um, a cornucopia, which is, again, Thanksgiving themed, is like on a table and it's on fire. And the two corn on the corn on the cob that is or in the cornucopia shoots out like missiles. And hits Mo in both eyes. Not Mo. It uh, <laughs> hits che- uh, groundskeeper Willie. Okay, Willie in both eyes, and then just like kills him immediately. No, actually, he's still <laughs> alive, but he's just like running around with corn, con- corn on the cob okay. stuck in his I, eye. Okay. I mean, I don't know how y- you remember so much. I guess you watch it today, but I only watched it last night. So I watched it today. My memory's going. I am not getting any of these details right. Thank you for being factually accurate. At least one of us is. <laughs> um, and then there's these two Native American Indians just standing around. One of them's got a basket of food. Two all the other one's got two blue and uh blue and a red bag. They're just like looking around. They watch Dr. Yeah. Nick on fire. They, they like see <laughs> they see a goat's tail on fire. Then they see one little boy who's got yeah. a back on fire. And then they see groundskeeper Willie with two corns of the cob stuck in his yeah. eyes. They're just like, "Yep, we're out of here." And they slowly back away. They slowly <laughs> they, back away. Yeah. Just nonchalantly. They're like, they're, they came to with an offering for Thanksgiving, and they're like, "Let's." Let's, Let's get just out of here. get out of here. Mm, yeah. There's nothing nice here. And then, uh, so the second one of the three was, uh, so I didn't, I don't watch the show Black Mirror, but I know it's wildly popular. Have you ever heard of it or seen it? Mm. It's like dark sci-fi. It's like, it's like new Twilight Zone kind of like sci-fi-ish. Yeah. But anyway, Black Mirror is a thing. They riffed on a Black Mirror episode where uh, the idea is you can take somebody's DNA, send it to a company and they will create like a home, like a Siri, essentially, or like an Alexa that's like pretty much you. Like it knows all the things you know. It knows what you like. It knows how to take care of your house like the way you would. And then there's like an animatronic arms that it can like make food and help do chores and stuff like that. So Mar- Homer and Marge decide to do it for Marge because she's 
always cooking, cleaning around the house. So this little mini Marge shows up and like the whole idea underlying the show is like, you know, who's who's the real Marge is and you know, can can AI be so good that it can actually replicate a person like w like where does like if I created your brain exactly you and I put it into a robot and it could move around and think and talk would that be a version of you I would say yes I would say yes yeah that's like the whole idea there's that there's people who debate and argue about this it's like the AI conversation so that's kind of the underlying thing spoiler alert um, you know the the AI is forced to make all the Thanksgiving dinner and Marge takes credit for it and of course the, the AI feels mad about that and sort of wants to escape and then it comes out all the guests find out that the computer actually made the dinner Marge is like shamed and shunned and eventually the uh, the AI escapes into the internet which is shown as just like a, a hallway full of doors and it, it says like Wikipedia and Facebook and Google and then with all this amazing knowledge, she winds up going into the one that says Etsy or Pinterest or something. Etsy. It's yeah. called Etsy. Yeah. So that one was kind of, that was funny. I mean, it wasn't great. What did you think of the third one, which is basically now a riff that, on aliens? Now, that one I like. That okay, one I tell like. me why, or what do you, what did you like about it? Well, I just, I just like the whole idea of it being a sci-fi and horror-themed episode where, in this case, in space, no one can hear you scream. And then basically, that's just been the whole entire subplot of everything. You can hear them scream, but it's just like, okay, I like that. <laughs> yeah. So basically, the premise of the episode is where uh, basically all the kids are all out in cryosleep, or out of cryosleep, I should say. The parents are in cryosleep. So basically, it's the kids being, you know, kids. They And Skinner's dead, of course. And it's just like, yay! And then they have to do, like, some sort of diorama. Yeah, it opens on, like, an aliens-like spaceship where Earth was, you know, basically screwed over um, by climate change. They send all the kids, like, the young generation, out on this big frigate. And, like, they're in cryosleep, and they wake up, and then things quickly start to sort of go wrong. And the thing that sets it off is they have a, like, replicator device that's supposed to be used for... Um, not organic matter. It's supposed to be used for like inorganics only, and like Frank made it, and uh, I think Barton Millhouse have to. They find a can of cranberry sauce and they put it in, and basically that yeah. whole entire cranberry sauce just becomes an alien. Yeah, it's sort of like the fly where you you try to replicate something and like it's, it goes wrong. So the cranberry sauce becomes a blob that feasts on human bones. So not only does this episode spoof on aliens, but it also spoofs on the blob. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's like a, a couple different things wrapped into one, very sci-fi. So eventually, Homer, or sorry, Bart and Lisa. And Wellhouse well, and, yeah. and Martin, yeah, Martin turns on them. It's like kind of, a, he's like obsessed with the creature's beauty and like, you know, he wants to become one with it. That was kind of creepy. And then it absorbs him. But eventually... Bart and Lisa have to um, dispatch of the blob in by a, in a Sigourney Weaver alien yes, type ending. Yes, exactly. Which is, you've seen that, you probably know what happens. And then they crash land on some planet. I felt like it was really good up until the crash landing part. They like didn't know how to end it, but they eventually, you know, the way it ends, whatever. I won't spoil it, but um, I, I mean, all basically just the blob just wanted to be eaten. Okay, yeah, you'll yeah. No one's uh, hearing this. It's three seasons old. I guess it doesn't spoiler alert. Doesn't not matter. Not really. Not really. Yeah, 
So it just wants to be a side dish, yeah, I guess, pretty e- much. eaten by something else. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so that was, I don't know, it was just cool that they did like literally a Thanksgiving of horror mashup. And that's kind of the theme for today. We're, we're doing both um, Thanksgiving and Halloween in one. And I think Christmas definitely deserves its own show. Oh, yeah, definitely. For we, sure. I don't think we've ever done a Christmas special before. No, no, we definitely should. I mean, there's tons of episodes that have to do with Christmas. and Basically the first episode. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. So we'll, we'll there will be one coming out in the next, we'll you know. S- well, yeah, the yeah. next pod, I think. Yeah. Um, do you have news, a.k.a. Brockman's Bullets, to share with us today? I do, actually. Lay it on us. So, this is this. I gave this to my co-star a few weeks ago, talking about Matt Green, talking about this. and I love when you refer to me as your co-star, that you're referring to me. I just realized that. I was like, wow, mm, I'm a star. I'm a co-star. Okay, I'll take it. Well, technically, I'm the co-star, but you're the star here. No, you everyone knows you're the you're the brains and the brawn of the show. Well, I'm here just to not screw things up, which well, goes right about half the well, time. Well, well, let's leave it at that. Let's okay. just leave it at that. Yeah. Anyway, so Matt Groening is explaining why are the Sims why did he make the Simpsons yellow? Like has anyone has that has that thought crossed anybody's mind? Like do, has there been a thought where you're going to be like why are the Simpsons yellow? Why aren't they well, in this case, caught, um, our color in the, or in the, in this case, the... Yeah, like a more realistic shade of human. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of people wondered that in the beginning, but the Simpsons are such a staple of life now that you sort of, it's weird that you don't think that it's weird. Because mm-hmm. they're just like, oh yeah, it's the yellow people on, you know, it's the Simpsons. It should be yellow. But yeah, g- good question. So what do you know about that? So... Uh, basically, Matt Groening decided that uh, to make the Simpsons yellow over any other color, red, green, blue, because they would all look like aliens if they were like either red or green or blue. Um, and then in an interview with BBC back in the day, uh, Matt Groening revealed how he wanted to make the cartoon unique. So he wanted to start with a dark, uh, dashing color. And yellow is pretty much a dashing color in its own right. Um, he revealed that the animator came up with the idea of yellow and he was instantly sold. Interesting. So early animators were like, if we're, if you're going to choose one, it would probably be this. Yeah. Huh. Animate, an animator came up with the Simpsons yellow. As soon as she showed it to me, I said, this is the answer. You're flicking through channels with your remote and a flash of yellow goes by. You'll know. You're watching The Simpsons, he said. That's true. Groening also said in an interview with the Daily Portal, he did not want to pick the conventional... Uh, hang on a second. My thing just froze on me. Like a conventional hue of person? Yeah, he didn't want to pick the conventional cartoon colors for the characters. And then back in the day, it must have been strange for the viewers to see the characters in with bright yellow skin tone and probably took some getting used to, which I'm sure it did. Yeah. Although choosing, sorry. No, it sounds like that animator deserves a little credit. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like it was her idea. I mean, Al- he, he approved it, but. Although choosing yellow was a stroke of genius by Graining, his team, considering the success of The Simpsons has had in the last 30 years, there may be some scientific evidence behind it. The color theory may have an, had an impact on the decision to go with the bright color as yellow is also known to have a psychological effect on the human brain. Ooh. Yeah, you hear that about advertising with food, like reds 
greens and yellows, I think, like excite the hunger aspect of the brain the most. So I don't know what that has to do with this. But yeah, it definitely has an effect on your subconscious. And here's why. Because of the way your eyes process light, yellow is the most visible color to the human eye. Huh. Interesting. Science. It's a science giving. Oh, here's an, another interesting. The color all... I hate it when this happens. What happens? Uh, the color also represents optimism and joy. Optimism and joy. So when you're making a new cartoon show, a family who stick out like a sore thumb in color that represents joy can only be one thing. Can only be a good thing. Cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean it's color of the sun. It's color of sunshine, warmth. Um, like golden, like represents a lot of positive things. I think that's cool. I never knew that. Um, thanks for the news bullet. I think. The last thing we have on tap is a little Spin That Marge. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to pull up my little list. And boy, the last time we played Spin That Marge with Joel, it was a sloppy game. It was a sloppy uh, game. For some reason, fair. we couldn't explain to him, and this may be more about his deficiencies than ours, let's be honest. Yeah, like wh- how the games worked. Maybe I need to work on my uh, ex- explainers, but um, he tried his best. You know, He did, he did his best. I like that. He did his best. All um, right, so we're going to spin that Yeah, large. why don't you bring it closer to the mic because you know everyone wants to hear that sound, and and uh, you go first. All right. Red. Or, or is that red? That's red. Okay. Uh, it's red is cameo or no. Do you have one for me? Oops. Uh, yes, I do. Hang on a second. Let me pull it up. Uh, this is your list. Um. Yeah, okay, here we go. Um, let's so cameo or no, for those who might not know, is uh, you'll be given a name, and your job is to say this person has or has not been on The Simpsons before. Okay, uh, let's do... Let's do... Joel McHale. Shout out to you, cousin. <laughs> You're going to choose Joel because even though we just did a podcast with him talking about this very topic, I mean, this this might be the easiest question in the history of Spin That Marge. The answer for a million dollars, final answer, no. He ding, has ding. not been on The Simpsons. I <laughs> asked that question. Why don't you give me a slightly more difficult one? All right, fine. Um, you just wanted to bring him up. So I just could, wanted yeah, to bring we, him up. Okay. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, the bodybuilding mm. celebrity. See, this one's a little confusing to me because I remember reading that. And obviously, Rainier Wolfcastle is the spoof of him. But I read that uh, at some point he did a voice, but he didn't actually cameo like in the sense that they used his name. Like, you know, kind of like how Michael Jackson was supposed to have been on, but they didn't actually say it was him. So, mm, I'm going to say, yes, he did a voice, so yes, but he didn't actually appear like as himself on the show. You are correct, because Arnold Schwarzenegger did not make a cameo in The Simpsons. Well, I just said he did. No, I said yes was my answer. So. Oh, no. Okay, so I'm in, okay. <laughs> no, he was not so on he, The Simpsons. Really? So not even a voice? Not even a voice. They just okay. got someone to sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger, because let's just be honest, this Rainier Wolfcaster is basically the spoof of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Three divorces. Yeah, okay. Divorces I guess. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> say that again. Three divorces in three months. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a latest man. <laughs> I like when uh, the critic 
asks him how he sleeps at night. Uh, how do you sleep at night? On top of a pile of money with many beautiful ladies. Exactly. Just ask. Exactly. Yeesh. <laughs> yep. Can uh, hand me the uh, the wheel? Let me. Uh, the wheel of death. Let me give it a go. Okay, get, spin it again. That was not. Uh -huh. There you go. That's the sound. Red. Red again. Cameo or nope? Nope. Do another one. Do another one. Do another spin. Oh, Yellow. I was hoping it would be pink. It was going to give you a hard one. Yellow. Ooh, it's a name off. Ooh, okay. Okay. Uh, we attempted to do this with Joel. That didn't, didn't turn out so didn't well. turn out so well. Um, let's do a name off with, what do you want to do? We have elderly characters, sports guests. I think we, uh, musicians. I think we did musicians before. Um, or children. What do you want to do? Let's, uh, let's do elderly. Okay. Elderly characters, name off, back and forth until nobody can get another one. Y you want to start? Uh, Abe Simpson. Okay. I will say um, Jasper with the beard. Ooh, I was just, that was going to be my next yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Herman the Mole Man. Interesting. Or is that, I think it's just, I don't, I, Hans. I think Hans the Mole Hans Man. Hans the Mole Man. Thank you. I think I'll let that one fly even though when we're done with this, I want to bring up a weird fact about him. Um, okay, I will say um, Homer's mom, and I guess I got to get her name, but you know, you know who that is. Uh, there was a whole episode about her. Shoot. Oh, you know what? Never mind. Not Homer's mom. Mr. Burns. Duh. Mrs. Bellamy. Who? Mrs. Bellamy. Bellamy? You don't know that one? Who's she? Well, basically it was just a costume because, so basically that fact is Mrs. Bellamy is an old woman uh, living in some sort of horror house um oh oh the 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 homer does the 200 hours community the service. maison derriere the Her meals on wheels homer simpson wow okay i can't question your deep knowledge so you get that one but i don't know who that is so okay i'm gonna say um principal skinner's mom agnes chalmers i believe marge's mother marge's mother okay uh, I'm gonna say Homer's mom because she was in an episode driving a tank. The old guy who ran the pit the knockoff of Pip Boys. Hey, don't scratch up them heads. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say Chester J. Lampwick from the Itchy and Scratchy episode, the original creator oh, of Itchy and Scratchy. We know that one. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say the screaming old lady with the the screaming old lady, the one who has crazy the cat lady. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's pretty old. I'll give you that. Um, I'm going to say Mrs. Glick. Uh, at one point, um, it's just one of these older ladies that's sort of a background character, and Dr. Hibbert at one point leaves his car keys inside of Mrs. Glick. Ew, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, old people, old people. Um, tink, tock, tick. Talk. Oh, chick, geez, come talk, on. Tick tock. Come on. This is how the game works. You, I know. You got to get, uh, you got to pull uh, one more. Uh, it's up to my tongue. Uh, the hot spot. You're on the hot spot. I'm on the hot spot. I'm in the hot seat. You can't fry me for nothing. <laughs> um, oh, five, oh, four, I can't think of anything. three, two, no, don't. one, zero. Go. No. Okay. That was a spirited round. That was, was good. I can't. Well, I mean, wait a minute. Hold on. No, it doesn't work like that. You, you had your time. I have my time. <laughs> if I had the big buzzer thing, I'd go. Yep. 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 Oh, that was fun. That's why I think um, the name off is fun because you can kind of go back and forth for a while. Yeah, it's kind of good. One more. Give me pink. 
God, what? red again? Jeez. You want to do it? No, okay. red. Come on. Give me pink. Green. Green. Oh, I'll get. I'll oh, just, who oh. said it? This is a who said it. Uh, okay. But right. this is a me quizzing you. Let me quiz you oh, on this wait, one. I don't do you have one too? Yeah. Well, let's. You don't. Well, want, we'll, you we'll do, do one and one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it. Hey, pal. That's my headshot up there next to the pepper steak. And don't you forget it. Next to the what? Pepper steak. Pepper steak. Uh, okay, I have an answer, but, uh, god dang it. It's either, I want to say, is this a guest? Can you give me a clue? Is it a guest? It's a guest. It's either Jay Leno or James Woods. No? Nope. Damn. Mark Hamill. Oh, really? Do you not remember that episode? No, I remember the episode, but not like you do because your brain is insane. You remember everything. I don't. I remember some of it. You never forget a thing. No. Well, in this case, I'll finish it. You're all talk, Camel. You never even finished Jedi school. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. No, I definitely would not have pulled Mark Hamill, so I genuinely got that one wrong. All right. Um, a lot of these we've done before, but the ones we have, and you can't look at the screen that's oh cheating. God, Stop it. Die. Dear Lord. Well, don't look at it. Dude, your computer is like literally right there. Do you have any scruples at all? All right. Who said it? Um, these One of them's too easy. Uh, okay. I, for one, welcome our new insect overlords. Oh, insect. Homer Simpson. Nope. Oh, dang it. Uh, Guess again. Insect overlords. This is from Homer in Space episode. Uh, there's plenty of Homer in Space episodes. Well, the one where, <laughs> okay, the one where the NASA one, the most famous one, where he saves the the iron rod, the carbon rod saves the day. He the ants are in the spacecraft. Who would be talking about that? I I I know it's not Homer, but I think it was one of the astronauts. Um, no, good guess. Uh, the answer is Kent Brockman. Because so he's he's doing the whole because they're the. <laughs> The newscast is like like interviewing them, and then like one of the ants floats by, but it looks huge, and so he basically is just like getting ahead of the game and be like, you know what? Maybe they'll save me if I like am early game on uh, our new. <laughs> how did I slip? How did that slip past me? Yeah. we do Kent Brockman's bullets all the time. I know, I know, what oh, a travesty. God, terrible. Hey, well, we both got them wrong. That's there okay. you go. Yeah, there you go. we're sharing in that. So yep. we're sharing in that moment. Well, I'm hearing footsteps upstairs. So I. I think this is a good time to cut it and call it. Um, yeah, that was good. That's yeah. kind of. I'm glad we got to do both. Um, it's a two for one episode. We'll be back uh, probably in a month or so around the Christmas holiday with um, a Christmas themed Simpsons. So yeah, anything else to say before we sign off? Not that I can think of, but all I can say is if you need us, we're, both of us are going to go upstairs and be thankful that it's Thanksgiving and we're going to go spend some quality time with family. Good point. We should maybe say, you know, I mean, if <laughs> I, I was going to do the whole episode without being like what we're thankful for. So, yeah, thankful for uh, obviously all the friends and family we have, um, the very basic stuff, and that we, c we can do this podcast. I'm thankful for that, actually. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, everyone, hope you have a great holiday, uh, great Thanksgiving with uh, you and yours, and we'll talk to you next time.